Greetings, my name's Andrew Wetherill, and if you stay huddled around your devices for the next hour, you will hear what is basically distilled essence of subconscious influence. Records that were big in my youth, but still resonate and affect my work to this day. Take it away, Cowboys International.
There you heard Cowboys International and here comes a Saturday from 1979 and uh, featuring Keith Levine from Public Image on guitar and uh, written and produced by Ken Lockie who um, I think I'm right in saying was the man behind the Dominatrix record and that was followed by Chris and Cozy's October Love Song which is the track I can probably thank for giving me uh, the start of my DJ career. I was DJing at a house party in Islington in the early hours of a Monday morning and uh, Mr Danny Rampling was in the audience and I played a selection, a varied selection, all manner of business. And it was that record that he asked me about, particularly the Chris and Cozy one, and then I uttered the words that I'll thank him for forever, you must come and play at my club. That club was the Shum and uh, here we are nearly 30 years later. Coming up next, the Bollock Brothers which was basically John Lydon's brother and a bunch of North London hooligans and Herberts wrangled together by one Jock MacDonald. And this is kind of early to mid-80s, and this was the soundtrack to my clubbing at the time. It's the Bollock Brothers and the act became real. Instead of 
from the 1980 album Betrayal, Jar Wobble and a track called Not Another. And Wobble first loomed into my life, I think 1991. I was just regaining consciousness after a four-day spectacular bender. The phone went, so I picked it up, a voice at the other end said, hello, is that Andy Weatherall? I said, yes. He said, it's Wobble. I said, stop pissing about, put the phone down. This happened three or four times. And Wobble being a very patient, almost zen-like character, persevered and uh, and that was a start of our relationship, a start that bore fruit in the form of a single called Bomber and meant that he could give up working on the underground. And uh, when people ask me which what my greatest achievement is in show business, I usually respond by saying, appearing in the index of Jar Wobble's autobiography. This is a certain ratio.
Certain Ratio and a track called And Then Again and that was followed by Section 25's Inspiration um, which is an understatement when it comes to Factory I fell for it hook, line and sinker the whole ethos the haircuts, the voluminous shorts the German army vests and the whistle round the neck Um, people did see me dressed like this probably 1979 to 1981 when I was in a band called The Other Side who are a spectacularly um, bad a certain ratio tribute act. Apparently there is evidence available online. The next two tracks are from bands that I used to follow when in their earliest incarnations. Um, Spear of Destiny, who were once Theatre of Hate, and uh, The Cult, who obviously before that was Southern Death Cult, 
But I used to follow these bands around uh, around the country. Um, I once saw the Cult or Southern Death Cult, as they were called, in an ice rink in North Wales, and uh, it had one little village shop. And one morning we got up to get our milk. Went to the village shop. There was a little old Welsh lady serving us. In walked Ian Asprey. This is at nine o'clock in the morning, mind. Ian Asprey walks in in full Red Indian rig out, uh, suede chaps, bone breastplates, the lot. And this poor old woman nearly had a heart attack. He walked in, calmly bought a pint of milk, and she was already in paroxysms, was already turning purple. But then the the uh, denouement, the piece. The piece of resistance was when Mr. Asprey turned to talk, walk away and exposed his bare bum cheeks because he just had the chaps on and nowt else. A moment I will never forget. Come back by Spear of Destiny and Resurrection Joe by The Cult. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Andrew Wetherill playing some of his influences going way back. And there's no way that I could do a show like this without the next man being included. That man is Brian Eno. And uh, music of his from the early 70s, taking Tiger Mountain, Here Come the Warm Jets. It's from 72, 73 respectively, and it still sounds like it's come from the future. Mr Eno, take it away.
tinkers, some of us tailors, and we've got candlesticks and lots of cocktail sticks. We saw the barbers, the modern barbers, and they look very good. They looked as if they could. We are the neighbors, the nosy neighbors. We think just like you would. We think just like we should. That's Brian Eno and a track from the album Taking Tiger Mountain called The True Will. And coming up next, another one from the sort of mid-80s. This was one of the uh, Getting Ready to Go Out records. It's Interferon and Baby Pain. This is the end.
And we'll stay in the mid-80s with A.R. Kane and a track that's an influence not just sonically but aesthetically. As people that come to our disco will know, that disco being called A Love From Outer Space.
close too quickly. You have been listening to some of Andrew Wetherill's influences going back from 1979 onwards. And I'll leave you with a slight wistful number. This would always be the one at a certain hour of the morning that would come out round our house as the sun began to rise. It's thither and this is the day.
Matt Johnson, a.k.a. The The, and this is the day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. We must do it again sometime. Thank you very much, Andrew, for coming in and sharing this amazing collection with us. You're very welcome. Your life will surely change.